Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, I want to talk with you a little bit today about a drive that I see in many of my clients and in the world around me, and that's the drive to fix things for their kids. I remember reading an article seven or eight years ago about how this generation of parents was morphing from helicopter parents, parents who hover, to snowplow parents parents who clear all obstacles for their child, making life easy for them. I want to talk about this because it isn't just about fighting their battles for them. More often than not, the drive to fix things or make things better for their kids shows up in their interactions at home and how they navigate difficult conversations. This is something that we've been coaching on in my group, Intentional Legacy Creators, And I wanted to bring it to you here so you can begin to mull it over and make changes of your own before doors open again on June 6th. Because I want you to join us and I want you to feel connected to what we are creating, what you could be creating before you even step into the room. You might be listening thinking, of course I want to help make things better for my kids. Why wouldn't I? If they're coming to me with a problem, why wouldn't I help them find a solution? Well, I want you to think for a minute about the conversations you have with adults in your life. How often do you go to your partner or your friends with a problem and want them to give you a solution? How do you feel when they jump right in and tell you, yeah, here's the problem, and here's exactly what you need to do to solve it? Do you feel heard? My guess is probably not. Even when we turn to our adult friends looking for a solution, we want them to listen to us. Listen first and then help us figure out what we should be doing. It can be infuriating to open up to someone only to have them jump right into fix-it mode. Sometimes you just want to vent. Well, no surprise here, but this is true for our kids as well. They want to be heard. They want to talk. They want to know that they're not alone in what they're feeling. But the urge to dive into fix-it mode is even stronger in the parent-child relationship. Parents not only have very strong beliefs about guiding their children and showing them the way, but most parents are also very attuned to their children's emotional state and they want their kids to be okay. They want them to be okay to such an extent that they, the adults in the relationship, are actually uncomfortable with their children's emotions. They want to prevent their children from suffering, so they want to resolve anything that might be causing their child to suffer as quickly as possible. If this is you, remember nothing has gone wrong. More often than not, we as adults with more than double the life experience of our children can see what path they're on 
and we want to either protect them from it or offer them a way out. So our focus lands on solutions immediately. It's just what we do. We try to explain the situation. We try to help them see a way out. We use too many words. They glaze over, and in trying to help them see our point, we miss their point entirely. What is their point anyway? Their point is that they need someone to listen. Not fix, not step up, not react, just listen. They need connection with you to get through what they're feeling in this moment. And when you rush in to offer a solution, you're detracting from the connection they have with you, not building it up. So what can you do about this? The next time your child comes to you with a problem, focus on following their lead. Don't interrupt them. Just let them talk. If they slow down, ask them questions instead of offering advice. Give more weight to their words by using fewer words of your own. And when they seem like they've said it all, retell what they've just told you. Ask them if you've got it right. Let them know that it sounds hard. And then, only then, ask them if they would like any help finding a solution. Even if they say yes, ask them to tell you what they think the solution might be before you offer any ideas of your own. Help them think through their ideas and build a plan. Keep the ball in their court for as long as you possibly can. Got that? Just to reiterate, follow their lead, prioritize listening, ask questions to drive the conversation and build your own understanding. Reiterate, restate what they've told you using their words. Ask them if you've got it right. Validate their emotions and experience and then ask them if they'd like help finding a solution. Continue to ask questions and follow their lead. Explore their solution with them before offering your own insights. Your child is capable. When you step back and hold space for them like this, you are communicating your belief in their capability. You are strengthening your relationship. You are giving them practice feeling and processing their emotions. You're helping them learn to solve problems for themselves. And you're normalizing uncomfortable feelings. This is huge, y'all. When you do this, it sends your child a very powerful message that you're going to be okay, no matter what. It lets them know that they are safe to come to you with their problems and their emotions, no matter how big they feel. So right now it might be coming to you to talk about a kid who's being mean to them. It could be something bigger down the line. And if you create that safety for them now, if you normalize all emotions, even the ones that feel big and uncomfortable, they're more likely to come to you in the future when things get more serious. And on top of all of that, when you slow down, and engage in active listening and problem solving with your child instead of trying to solve their problems for them, it takes a huge weight off of you. If you're always jumping into fix-it mode, 
it's easy to begin to believe that you have to have all the answers. You don't. Your child doesn't need that from you, no matter how much you believe it. You don't have to have all the answers. Your child is capable of coming up with answers of their own. When you step out of fix-it mode, you let yourself off the hook and you give them the space to take ownership over their own actions and to come up with their own answers. I hope this gives you something to think about over the next week. I want you to know that this work we're doing is layered work. When you implement the teachings from this podcast, you're giving yourself space to discover what the next layer is. If you're ready to uncover more, I want to invite you to join us in Intentional Legacy Creators. Doors open June 6th, but you can get on the waitlist now. Just go to my website, partneredpath.com, and click on Group. We'll see you there. Are you fired up to make change in your family? Ready to change course and stick to it? You're gonna wanna get on my email list. It's like a direct line to my brain sent straight to you every week. It's helped my clients start making changes before they even get on a call with me. Sign up and get any of my free resources, link in the show notes.